Recording from the Sunshine City, St. Petersburg, Florida, overlooking beautiful Tampa Bay, this is the Sonography Lounge, sponsored by Gulf Coast Ultrasound Institute. This podcast is dedicated to medical professionals and patients around the world interested in diagnostic and interventional ultrasound. Our podcast will discuss everything ultrasound, from news, trends, career paths, new technology, and industry updates. Hosted by Lori Green and Tricia Rio of Gulf Coast Ultrasound Institute, they bring over four decades of experience in the ultrasound profession and are here to guide you through this journey. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today on the Sonography Lounge, where we talk about everything ultrasound. My name is Lori Green, and Trisha Rio is joining me today to discuss the benefits of sonography cross-training. Good morning, everybody. So, Trisha, you know, we've been dealing with this pandemic for over two years now, and it's been tough on everyone from multiple standpoints. And we had a previous podcast with Dan Bork where we discussed staffing shortages and sonographer burnout and other issues that relate to job satisfaction. And every day I talk to someone who's stressed out and they're basically reevaluating their personal lives and their career, just trying to find some way to um, you know, reestablish some normalcy in their lives. And part of that is that they want to be able to reignite their passion for providing quality patient care and possibly expand their career opportunities um, along with that balance in their personal lives. So we've been talking about this for a while, and we get into these discussions now and then. And, you know, I think the first step in addressing some of these issues that seem out of control is to determine if you're actually ready for a change and then develop the motivation to put an action plan into place. Yeah, you know, I mean, you may not be happy in general with your place of employment, but like most of us, you have a huge desire for life to return to that pre-pandemic normal, but are at a loss as to what steps to take and where to even start with that whole process. And, you know, it's normal. Sometimes we get burned out just having the same role or responsibilities. So learning a new ultrasound specialty or an application can provide that excitement and motivation to help you expand your career opportunities and possibly even improve your current work environment. Absolutely. So that's why today we're going to discuss some of the benefits of expanding your sonography skills and outline a basic strategic plan for you to accomplish those goals. So one of the things that you need to think about is, um, do you want to learn just a new application that will allow you to take on a different level role in the same workplace? Or perhaps you're looking to seek even greater opportunities in learning a, a completely different specialty practice area. But either way, expanding your skills uh, will help you in a number of ways. There are there are a few um, programs that are throughout the United States that are dedicated to vascular and cardiac, but it's very difficult for someone to, you know, take time off from work and not have a, a regular, you know, salary that they can depend on to learn a new specialty and just take a year off and do that. Right. And so, you know, if you already know how to do abdominal or cardiac or some specialty, but you just want to expand your skill set, then that can be done without having to go to um, a long-term program. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but uh, the point I was just trying to uh, make is that the more skill sets that you have, that's going to increase your marketability to a prospective employer. And along with that, um, it's potentially going to give you opportunity to increase your, your salaries. 
And um, so, you know, if you think about it, if you're applying for a position and, um, you know, you've got two different candidates and one can do abdominal, OBGYN, and vascular, or if you're in a cardiac position, you, you know cardiac and you also know vascular, those are really important um, skill sets to uh, allow you to have an increased chance of getting the position and also to negotiate a higher salary. Yeah, especially right now with the staffing shortages. I mean, I think that employers are looking for multi-specialty technologists to kind of fill in those gaps so that they don't have to turn to some of the more expensive alternatives like bringing in travel sonographers. Right. And those were some of the things that we talked about with Dan and in that um, podcast is that, you know, this is a time where everybody's stressed out. They're overworked. They're getting burned out. They need more. They need more help, but there's not that help available. So, this is a key opportunity for sonographers to be able to really, you know, show their skills and, and have the ability to have a little more negotiating power there and, and maybe get a job that's going to provide a little bit more satisfaction. And, you know, that's what it's all about. You know, when you, we spend a large percentage of our time working, yeah. and, <laughs> right? And uh, so you definitely want to be in a position where you enjoy going to work every day and, and you feel that you've... Um, you know, accomplished a lot and you're helping other people and, and you want to provide the best quality of care. And so that all ties into, you know, job satisfaction. So if you're getting bored with maybe doing the same thing day in and day out, you know, that's that's a chance to think about, you know, what else can I do to improve my uh, uh, career quality? And then, of course, as I just mentioned, the quality of patient care, that's huge. You know? right. So, you know, the more you know, the better quality care you're going to be able to provide. Uh, the hospital is going to get higher satisfaction ratings and, you know, just kind of domino effects into all of these things. And and then as we outlined, you know, career opportunity, there's so many different things that you can do in the ultrasound profession. And we've done some podcasts on that mm-hmm. as well. I'm talking with different um, sonographers that work in different uh, career capacities and how they started out and went into maybe education or they maybe became a clinical specialist or, you know, went into research. There's so many different things that you can do. And the more that you know and the more that you invest in yourself, those are just going to open up more doors for you. Absolutely. You know, and after hearing all of that, I'm sure um, there's a few of you out there who are thinking, well, this all sounds great on paper, but taking those steps to effectively cross-train into another specialty or application is just seems so overwhelming. And, you know, on the surface, this may be true, but if we just simplify the process into three steps, it becomes a much more manageable task. And in itself, it can serve to re-energize and re-motivate you to accomplish those goals. So let's just start out by talking about step one, which is setting our goals. We need to establish some goals and write them down because as we've said before, a goal that is not written down is just a dream. So we have to write stuff down and come up with a plan of action in order to establish that. So let's talk about those goals. First of all, you have to identify, well, what specialty do I want to learn or do I have the option to learn? You know, the opportunity may be available in your lab where they're looking for somebody who's an abdominal sonographer who's willing to cross-train into vascular. So if there's an opportunity like that, well, this is a great time for you to hop on that opportunity because it's readily available. You don't have to go seek it out. It's already there for you. So you just kind of have to look at your current situation and identify, do I have a a potential opportunity already available, or do I need to go find one? You know, if you have to go seek out an opportunity, then you should decide 
what would I like to do? You know, if cardiac's always been something of interest to you, like it has to me, well, then go out and learn cardiac. You know, you might have to take a few more steps if it's not readily oper- an opportunity, you know, readily available to you in your current situation. But I think if you just express the interest, you'd be surprised at how willing your employer would be to have that discussion with you and look at that opportunity for you. And then number two, you know, what is your best learning environment? Are you someone who learns best online? Do you learn by see one, do one? Um, You know, do you like the one-on-one or do you prefer a group atmosphere? You kind of have to identify how you learn best so then you can tailor your educational experience to your needs and your desires. Absolutely. And, And I think that's really the first thing that you have to do as Trisha was saying, you know, is establish that goal and write it down. Once you've written it down, you're making that personal commitment to follow through with that. And I can personally speak to the, you know, taking advantage of opportunities that come to you through your employer is really huge. You might not recognize that right at first. You might be thinking, oh, that's just one more thing I have to do. I'm going to have to spend time learning this and I'm probably not going to get paid more for it, which you might not know that. But, you know, employers right now, they're realizing that this this is a a big problem. Not having sufficient staff, um, sonographers being burned out, calling in sick, and then that's just putting a heavier workload on those that do show up for work. And, you know, so there has to be, you know, some resolution to that problem. So if your employer comes to you and says, hey, do you want to learn how to do vascular? That means that they're probably going to be willing to pay for it. They're going to be willing to give you the time off to mm-hmm. do that. And that is just a huge opportunity. You may not realize it right away, but down the line, you're going to realize that that was a great opportunity and you were really happy that you took advantage of it. You know, you want to go to whatever course you go to, whatever resources you use, you want to go into that with a positive attitude. Absolutely. That this is an opportunity for me to learn, to improve, and be able to contribute more, not only from a personal perspective, but also um, to your patients that you serve. And so um, I think that that really is a good point, Tricia, that you made in that regard. And and then um, once you've um, gone through that process and identified what your goal is, then you also need to address what barriers are mm-hmm. there um, that what's going to get in your way to being able to accomplish the, you know, that goal. There's a lot of things like we talked about. You've got to juggle a lot of things between work and, and family and other personal commitments. And, and uh, there's other things such as financial uh, strategies. Um, if you have to go to a course and maybe be away from your family, how is that going to work? Do you have small children? And maybe you're your spouse also works and maybe you don't have full-time childcare. So there's, there's a lot of things that you have to work through, but if you just take them each item separately, then you're going to be able to um, come up with a, an action plan that you'll be able to accomplish what you want. And also circling back to, you don't necessarily have to learn a whole specialty. There might be just a subset. And so, um, you need to look at the environment that you're in. First of all, do you want to stay at the same place that you're working or are you wanting to make a change that's big? But either way, you have to identify what is the greatest need in your area, whether that's geographical um, or whether that's in your own workplace or maybe somewhere else you would rather be. But you need to determine what is the greatest need because if you're serving that that great need, then you're going to be in more demand, and yep. then you're also going to feel more more accomplished. So it might be that 
you don't want to learn all of vascular, you don't want to learn all of cardiac, but maybe you might want to learn more about point of care. What, what about your emergency department? Yeah. Are they doing ultrasound in the emergency department or maybe only partially? And they, they aren't doing it because they don't feel confident. But here you are, a sonographer. You already do abdomen. You already do um, OBGYN. Maybe you do some vascular or whatever. And so um, take your strengths and, and make those stronger by, by maybe you learn how to do a fast exam or lung ultrasound, things that here we are in this, you know, hopefully on the downturn of the COVID, but those are all areas that are very um, prevalent in need of in the emergency department to learn lung and learn how to do fast exams and in cardiac world, learn about the different types of um, shock and hypotension, how to categorize those. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can just learn a little bit and that takes you a long way. So that's basically when you're looking at your goals and you're identifying any barriers, you might be able to really like hone that in to it's not really going to be that big of a deal. Right. Yeah. And I mean, think about it, the excitement of you knowing a specialty application and ultrasound and going into an emergency room setting and saying to the physicians, I know how to do this and I can help teach you how to do it. That's going to impact your community because you're going to be able to deliver more accurate and faster care in an emergency situation. Plus, it'll give you opportunities that you probably don't even think about Meaning that once you learn point-of-care ultrasound, which kind of is an outlier in the field of sonography, most sonographers Mm -hmm. aren't familiar with point-of-care ultrasound Mm -hmm. and how physicians use it. Well, think about it. If you learn it and you're now teaching your emergency physicians, you don't know what doors that's going to open for you. You don't know if somebody's going to come to you and offer you an upper-level position where now you're going to go through all of the different emergency departments within that healthcare system and train all their physicians. You don't know if you're going to be approached to do some sort of applications training or sales training because you are now a point-of-care expert. There's so many different ways that you can use that education that you haven't even thought of. And those opportunities are never going to be available to you if you don't take that chance. So you kind of just have to put yourself out there and see what happens. Right. You know, and you sit here and you make this list and you're like, this is just a list of problems. I'm not, you know, I'm not really a self-motivated person. I don't have a lot of time. I don't have a lot of money. Those are all problems. But, you know, my grandmother used to always say, for every problem, there's three solutions. So when you're making that list, you also have to write down your solutions. What are potential ways that you can circumvent these barriers? And I think that you'll find that to be very motivating. Right. Absolutely. A lot of times it's, it's, obviously, it's easy to look at the downside of things, you know, um, particularly when you're. Uh, trying to make a, a big decision that may impact your your personal and family life, but but like you said, there are ways to navigate through these barriers. And at, on paper, they look like they're going to be huge. And yeah. you know why even try? But when you sit down and sit down and really take a look at it, most of those are going to go away. Mm-hmm. And there are ways to navigate that. And that's why you have to develop a good action plan. Yeah. And so that's what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. So. Let's move right into that. So developing an action plan. I think the number one thing you need to do when you're talking about making a decision like this and taking on something that's going to be, you know, a lengthy process and it's going to require a lot of your commitment, you need to remind yourself of the benefits of expanding your skills and increased opportunities. Um, In my opinion, you went to ultrasound school, so you've already overcome the hardest thing you could probably ever do, Mm -hmm. and that was to learn to use ultrasound. Right. And that is one of the most difficult modalities to learn. 
And if you've already done that, then chances are you are more motivated than you think and more capable than you know. So just write down those benefits of increasing your skills and what kind of opportunities can come or anything that you see as a benefit of doing that. And then put it on your mirror. So every morning when you get up an hour early so that you can go to work an hour early so that you can work with someone who might be cross-training you or you can sit down and study for that extra hour and you're thinking to yourself, why am I doing this? You have it right there in front of you, your reasons of why you're doing this. Your why is your most important motivator. So write it down and make sure you look at it. Absolutely. And then you need to look at the financial aspects. You know, if your employer didn't come to you with this opportunity but it's something that you're coming to them with, then you need to understand the impact that it can have on your department and your healthcare system and sell those to them. You are your own biggest asset. So when you walk in and you're saying to them, I want to learn a new modality, I want to learn a new specialty, you have to tell them why. Why should they invest in you? You know, bring up things like it's going to increase our patient care, it's going to increase our revenue, you know, our patient safety, their outcomes, their satisfaction ratings, which we know are tied directly to reimbursement. All of those things, when management hears those words, they tune right in. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, well, I'm bored and I want to learn something new. That's not how you go into that. You want to go in and say, here's what me doing this would do for you. And so that way it's a win-win, and that's what they're looking for. What do I get out of this? Well, this is what you'll get out of this. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a very small investment on your employer's end yeah. to get a great return on that investment. So Absolutely. you have to just point that out because they're busy with a zillion other things as well. And they might just be looking at numbers on paper, but you know, the, the impact of your learning a new skill on, on the quality of patient care, patient satisfaction, and, um, just overall increasing revenues. And the satisfaction of your coworkers, right. because now they have another person who either can a help them with the burden of the patient load, or B, teach them. You learned, now you teach them. Absolutely. You know, it just keeps on going. Right. So, you know, and if your employer is kind of hesitant and they're like, well, you know, yes, we need that, but we're not sure we want to make that investment, then maybe offer to, you know, sign an agreement for a certain amount of time if they pay for the training. So you say, well, if you send me to this course and I'm going to learn, you know, cardiac ultrasound, I'll sign on for 18 months. You know, I'll, I'll right. stay here for 18 months to basically repay that back right. so that they know that there's a commitment on your end as well. You know, they're investing in you and they want you to commit to them. So maybe offer that if it seems like the conversation is going that direction. Right. Um, other things you can do if your financial um, doors aren't opening on your employer side, open them for yourself. There's all sorts of loans out there and scholarships and grants, all sorts of funding you can get, especially if you're a woman in the workplace, you're a mom, you know, especially a single mom. There's so many opportunities out there for money, and I think you just have to kind of go after it, just like you did when you went to ultrasound school. How'd you pay for that? Right. You, know, you have exactly. to look back and say, what did I do then? Mm -hmm. And just kind of apply those same strategies. You have to just research. You know, you do, you do have to commit a little bit of time to research your options yeah. and uh, solutions to your barriers, but um, it's not that huge amount of time, you know, maybe an hour a week or so just to, to invest in, you know, what are the different options that we have, but... You know, don't forget you have to you have to commit some time to looking into those options. Yeah. So then, you know, the next thing you need to talk about in your own action plan is well, how am I going to do this? Is this going to be something where um, I'm working, you know, with a group of sonographers? 
and we're going to do our training right in our own facility. That way we have multiple sonographers who can do multiple specialties, and that will allow our team to back each other up, expand the number of exams we can perform, and not put so much burden on one person who's multi-specialty because now all of you can be. So you just kind of have to look at your own environment and decide what is the best way for me to integrate this education into my daily clinical practice. And that way you can really maximize your time and minimize the time you have to spend away from work learning this specialty. Right. And that's a great way to negotiate with your employer as well. Because yeah. if they're a little hesitant on just you, you know, sometimes employers will say, oh, I'm going to invest all this money and time and let them go away and blah, blah, blah. And then they, you know, once they get their skills, you know, proficient at those skills, they they leave. And yeah. so, you know, that's where the agreement is great. But, but if you turn that into, you know, it, if you want, we can all learn this. Yep. Um, then we have backup. We have people that can do call, just like you said. And that's that gives your employer a little bit more, you know, comfort in saying, yeah, this this investment. And it can be train the trainer. You know, it just depends on what it is that one goes and then comes back. But there's also, there is value in having an on-site group education. So then everybody is learning the same thing at the same time, and there's right. consistency in that training so that there is no worries that piece, pieces of critical information got left out when one person's trying to train all exactly. the others. That's what we find sometimes with the train. The trainer is a bit of a problem because some key bits of information can be left out, and then everybody's not consistent in the way right. they perform. So group group education it can be done at on-site or at, at another education facility can be very, very beneficial, and it also can expedite the time. And reduce the cost. Exactly. You're sharing the cost amongst multiple sonographers. Right. So, you know, and then that's going to help you with that fear of time away from my mm -hmm. family. You know, how do I how do I get away? I have two small children. When, am I, when will I make time for this? How do I go away for a course? You know, if you look at an on-site opportunity where the education comes to you, then you don't even have to worry about right. that. You know, and it might be, oh, I have to put in an extra hour a day, but... At the end of the day, one extra hour is not going to make or break your family time. Right. It's going to be a small sacrifice that you're making for a very large return. And if you do have small children and you're worried about spending time away from them, because I know that's a real thing that I deal with as a mom to twin girls who are eight, I'm always like, ah, this is going to take me away from them. But in the, at the same time, what am I teaching them? You know, they're going to grow up. They're going to see me taking all of these opportunities and making these sacrifices and working hard, that's a really good thing to teach your kids. So don't always look at it as a negative. Think about how will this impact my child's life and what are they going to see that I'm doing and how I'm accomplishing things and what's that going to mean to them? And it's a really good way to look at it. And you just turn that right around and it doesn't seem so scary anymore. Absolutely. And your kids will actually become your best advocates yeah. because they'll see that you're, you're learning and you're growing in your profession. You're becoming... Uh, more motivated and energized because now you've got something new going on and that just demonstrates to them that you know if you put forth the effort and you try 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 and you never give up that you will be able to accomplish that goal and then that's something that they'll take with them the rest of their life into exactly. their adulthood so there there's things that happen that you don't ever even think about when you're first kind of thinking you know right considering learning something new, whether it's a new specialty in ultrasound or anything else in life, you don't know until you actually try. Yep. So, and if you make the decision to try, you got to follow it through because if you don't follow it through, 
Well, then you... Faith over fear. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Just have to jump right in. You got it. So the big one, um, when we're talking about an action plan and one of the big barriers, I hear it all the time from people who are being cross-trained. I'm, I'm fearful I'm going to be overworked. Now I have this new skill and nobody else in my department has this skill, so they're going to be wanting me to take all the call and do, you know, work longer hours and do more patient exams. So I see that. I, I get it. I know that that's a real fear, but I think that that's where the conversation with your employer needs to be had. And if you're working for an employer who would do that to you, well, they're going to do it to you anyway. It doesn't matter that you only know how to do abdomen. They're still going to take advantage. So I think that's where you have to reassess, is this where you actually want to be? Um, is this an employer you want to work for, somebody who would do that to you? And I think there's also a difference between being overworked intentionally and being overworked because of the demand. And this learning a new modality and cross-training and expanding your skills, it's actually helping with that issue, not making it worse. Mm -hmm. Because if your entire team gets on board and everybody gets cross-trained and everybody can do all the specialties, at the end of the day you guys are going to be more marketable to potential new hires because people want environments like that. They want to work where there's opportunity for growth. And you're also going to see that as you bring in more talent, you're going to be able to divide the you know, the workload and the demand evenly between you guys. It wouldn't always be put on one person. So I think that you just kind of have to realistically look at your work environment and decide, is that a work environment that already exists? If so, that's not a barrier. That's just you working for somebody who maybe isn't a good fit for you. So I think that, that you have to kind of look at that for what it is and not let that be a barrier to you growing. Absolutely. And I think that ties into the whole factor of you making that decision. Are you happy where you're at, but you're just stressed out, overworked, getting burned out because of the situation of not having enough staff to cover um, effectively? Um, and Or is it that you're not happy there at all and right. you want to make a move? Because obviously, if you're not happy there at all, there's probably no point in going to your employer, current employer, and trying to make these um, education proposals. Then right. you, you need to go in a different direction and take your own initiative to determine an action plan of how you're going to gain that extra expertise that you need to be able to go where you want to go that does require that extra, yeah. um, inf you know, knowledge and skill set to be able to even be considered for another job. So either way, you just have to figure out what it is that you need. But if you are happy where you're at, this whole part here of um, being fear of overworked and that kind of all these obstacles, that comes into how do you present it to your employer? And so you don't just want to you know, walk into the door and make demands and say, right. I need to do this and I'm burned out. And if I don't get this, then I'm going to leave. That's not the way mm -hmm. to approach it. You certainly want to give some, you know, meaningful thought to the process of how you want to propose it. And you put, get put together a, a short little proposal. You can even put it in writing, but go in there prepared to present that proposal to outline the problem or the situation at hand and then give them a solution. And if you're, and this is your solution, is that we need to cross-train more of our staff so that we aren't all stretched thin and that we can cover for each other. And at the same time, it's going to re-energize and re-motivate people so there's a happier work environment, which is going to translate to patient you know, satisfaction. So 
but go in with a plan to your employer that but they want you they might not even know there is a problem you know so you have to present the problem and then a solution if you just go in and say there's this problem and we really need training and leave it at that you're probably going to go nowhere with it but you come up you do the research you take the time to figure out what's a good plan of action what what do we want to learn and what are the different options for obtaining that education and present that to your employer, you're going to have a much better chance of getting them to agree to invest in you. Absolutely. So it's all about first deciding what is your goal, what do you want to do, do you want to stay at work where you're at, do you want to move on somewhere else, and then as, um, establish your action plan accordingly with that yeah. and then follow through. Yeah. The follow through is the hard part, guys. The rest of this is all easy. Mm -hmm. And we're here to help you. You know, we have a variety of educational opportunities and formats that offer you flexibility and efficiency. We have our blended options where you can do your didactic online and then come to our facility here in St. Pete and do some hands-on training with us. We have online courses where you can get the didactics and then maybe there's somebody in your facility who can help you with the hands-on training, somebody who's competent, proficient in the specialty you're looking to learn, you know, and then there's our live courses where you come and join us for anywhere from two to five days and do all the lectures here live with us and then do hands-on scanning as well. So, I mean, there's so many opportunities and so many options available to you. You just have to do, like we said, the research and decide what's the best way for me to conquer this goal and where do I start? And once you have all that, you can start chipping away at it. Absolutely. So I think we've covered a lot of information, giving you a little bit of food for thought. But, you know, I I think that learning a new specialty can do nothing more than help you to expand your career opportunities, give you a little bit more self-confidence and make you feel better about the the role that you have in providing quality care. And I know that that's one of our goals is to help people to accomplish um, moving forward in their careers, becoming more proficient and their skills training. And of course, there's nothing that can take the place of the hands-on experience. So even if you prefer to do the online education, that gives you the flexibility of working that within your personal life. Um, but at some point, you're going to have to commit to the getting the skills training. And whether you do that with someone at your own facility, or we come to your facility, or you come to us, and we even have our remote coach option where you can do 100% all virtual and we're we're scanning with you, even though we're in Florida, we're scanning with you from afar and that we can see you, you can see us, we can see your your hand positioning, we can see your imaging, and you can talk to us just like we're standing right next to you. Yeah. We're just not touching you, that's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a lot of different ways that we can do, you can accomplish it. So um, even though on the surface it does uh, seem like it's a, a, a daunting task, um, by taking these these three steps that we have outlined here for you. I think that you're going to find that um, it's not really that um, big of a deal. It's, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. It doesn't have to give you an anxiety attack. That You can move forward with, it, with that and you can get cross-trained in a very quick, short period of time. You don't have to go away for a year. Yeah. Um, many, many, many people do some short-term education with skills, hands-on skills training and um, are very successful in, in um, integrating those into clinical practice. Yeah, I mean, a year from now, you'll wish you had started today. So don't don't wait. If there's something you want, go after it. You got it. That's what life's all about, right? Yep. 
So right. we're about out of time now, but we hope that this discussion has been meaningful and helpful to guide you through an initial process to expand your knowledge and skills in order to take your career to a new and exciting level. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. Be sure to follow us on social media and check out GCUS's YouTube channel for hot tips and other free educational resources. Happy scanning. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening to the Sonography Lounge. Don't forget, if you like this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram, at Sonography Lounge, and Twitter, at Sonography LNG. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, feel free to send an email to us at sonographylounge at gmail.com. Have a great week and scan, scan, scan.